friends, I'm Gwen. And I'm Jacqueline. Welcome to Talk Bookish to Me. The podcast where friends get together and talk about books. Happy Monday. I hope you're having a great start to your week. We have an extra special episode for you today just in time for Halloween. We're going to discuss dark and twisted books and of course we'll have some book recommendations for you. First we wanted to let you know that we'll be reading Ghosts by Dolly Alderton, a book that we mentioned during our very first episode about anticipated releases. Our plan is to have our very first book discussion on our next episode, so in two weeks we'll discuss what we thought, share a rating, and more. If you'd like to read along with us, our discussion is planned for November 9th. So Jacqueline, you're going to be very excited what I'm reading right now. It's one of your favorite books. Um, So some people in the book club were talking about it. I was like, now is the time. I need to read this book. I'm reading The Dream Daughter by (gasps) Diana Chamberlain. Oh my gosh. I had no clue. (laughs) I know. I was like, oh, she's going to be so excited that I'm reading this because I wanted to like read it and then like tell you about it. But I was like, oh. We have to record for the podcast today. So, um, yeah. So, I'm about 130-ish pages in, uh-huh. and it's wild. Like, it like wild in a good slow. way? Well, I don't know. Like, I am enjoying it more now. The beginning was a little slow. I mean, yeah. understandably, because, like, it doesn't get into the meat of the story. So, let me tell you what this book is about. If you don't know, it's a breathtaking novel about one mother's quest to save her child, unite her family, and believe in the unbelievable so it starts she's like a therapist a physiotherapist or something like that they were beginning she meets this guy she thinks it'd be a great fit for her sister they end up being married the sister and this guy and it's set in the 1970s and she's pregnant her husband is dead he died in the vietnam war and her baby that she has is has this heart condition that basically is inoperable in the 1970s. So she's going to go through with this pregnancy and then the chances of her baby actually, you know, staying alive is not good. So her brother-in-law says, oh no, I have to tell her that I came from the future. And so he tries to convince her like, hey, I know we can't do anything in the 1970s, but I've been hiding this big secret. I was born in 1986. And in the year 2001, there's this experimental um, treatment that can help. And of course she doesn't believe him. I mean, like, can you imagine someone coming up to you and being like, hey, Jacqueline, I'm from the year 2050. What? I would I'd die. Be like, I'd be like, let's mm. go to the doctor. <laughs> like, you're, And that's exactly what she said. She was like, something is not right. Something is wrong with you. But he convinces her and says that you need to do this jump thing into the past. So she does it. It's 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 more complicated than, than that, obviously. But so now she's in... 20 2001 yeah. and yeah so it's just it's wild because she's missing home but she's doing it for her baby and it's like what's gonna happen and I'm 130 pages in and where I am with the plot I'm like mm-hmm. okay so where is this going so yeah I definitely think I'm in the meat of the story now the kernel of the story yeah. and I'm just oh, I'm, I don't know if I'm prepared but oh, so I'm- I'm so excited that you're reading that book. <laughs> I love that book so much. And it's one that like I I had no intention of reading that book. You know, you know, it's like historical fiction or whatever. I didn't realize right. it was like a time travel book when I first 
got into or you know had to pick it up but I was playing a TBR challenge in my book club it was for Bookopoly and someone else had recommended it and it was put into one of my card stacks and so you know you I picked up the card and I had to read that book like there was no other option so I was like so upset and I was like oh my gosh I can't believe I have to read this historical fiction book (laughs) and everyone was like just try it out like you haven't even read it yet like just you know try it and I literally think I read it in like a day or two and it is now one of my all-time favorite books ever because it's it's very emotional like you'll get to it it is so emotional but I also love that like time travel I know the time travel sounds weird like when you're explaining it you know especially if someone hasn't read it on the podcast like they're like what that sounds weird I'm not gonna read that but I promise you it works really well with the story okay so I am reading My Dark Vanessa and I don't know exactly how far I am into it. I think I might be closer to the halfway point, but I was just, list- I worked over the whole weekend and so I just was listening to it. The audiobook came in through Libby. I do have the physical copy. I think I have like an ARC or something that I had like swapped for. And so I'm meaning to read the physical copy. I just haven't had the chance to pick it up. So I don't know exactly where I am, but I am not loving it. You know, I, I wasn't sure how I was going to go with it because it is a like taboo romance type of book. And I love those. Those are one of my favorites. Um, but it's just set up way differently than all of the other taboo romances that I've read. It reads more of almost like a memoir or a nonfiction book. I think the problem is that all of the other taboo romances I've read, you're kind of like rooting for it, you know? It's, it's like, oh yeah, sure, it's taboo, but like it's still okay, you know what I mean? This is the opposite where this is a 15 year old and like a 45 year old and it's her teacher. It's more of a psychological book because you're supposed to see how like this was kind of like sexual assault, but she didn't realize it because she was so young and she didn't, you know, know to not do certain things or say certain things. And he kind of like got into her head and kind of made her think that it was okay. So... Yeah, I think, I don't know if it's just because I've been listening to it on audio. I'm hoping later today or tomorrow when I read it physically, maybe I'll get more into it and understand more of what's going on. But right now, it just seems like very repetitive and nothing's really happening. And I don't like the teacher guy at all. So I'm like not rooting for him. You know, I'm just like, ew, you suck. Yeah, so (laughs) I guess that's why, you know, normally with taboo romances, I'm like, oh, but I still like you. And this one, it's like, I don't like them. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, nope, you're a bad guy. Go away. (laughs) Yeah, I I also have that on my TBR. So um, I have had people that have really liked it. They say it's like a slower story. And I don't Mm -hmm. typically like those because I do like thrillers and stuff like that. So I don't know. Dark, cerebral, unsympathetic, strange, taboo books. That's what we're going to discuss today. As with any book recommendations we share here on the podcast, please do your own research for sensitive topics that may be explored. I'm thinking back to when I told you I wanted to discuss why it was so hard recommending books to strangers, but still offer recommendations. And one of the first things that you told me was because I like dark and twisted stuff. And I thought, bingo, we have to talk about this. So what do you consider dark and twisted and what draws you to these books? It's really funny because I was going through my Goodreads 
pile of obviously books that I've read. And I feel like I haven't read as many dark and twisted books as I thought I did, but I also think it's because my tolerance is a lot higher. So there are some books that people, I hear them say like, oh my gosh, that was so dark or that was so twisted. And I'm like, what? No, that was a regular thriller. <laughs> like, <laughs> so um, I think that the majority of my dark and twisted books are definitely like forbidden romances, more cultish books. You know, I've been reading a lot about like polygamy and stuff. And I do think that that's not something everyone wants to read about. And they are a lot of you know, a lot of them have like more sexual assault type of storylines or the forbidden romances are very age gap or they might, they might be, yeah, like actual taboo romances. Um, I also love reading about like the Munchausen syndrome by proxy. And so I think mine are more like psychological based rather than all blood and gore. Like I have read some very dark crime thrillers, which I mean, I like and I appreciate, but those aren't my like first go-to. I, I think I like more of the psychological aspect of whoa this is really dark because this person is is like brainwashing this person or making them do something like this I think that's more of where I go with dark and twisted if I'm being honest the first thing that comes to mind when I think taboo is new adult or adult dark erotica and romance there are so many dark and twisted things that happen like you mentioned like age gap and stuff like that so i thought we could start there which non-vanilla themed romances do you recommend okay so i um have actually a pretty big list of this because i have a video where i recommended forbidden romances on my youtube channel it just came up a couple weeks ago so i am only going to recommend a couple on here and so if you want to know my full list you'll have to go watch that video <laughs> um, but I think my very first one that's like my all time absolute favorite taboo romance is all the ugly and wonderful things this is very I would say like dark and twisted because of the fact that not everyone is going to read this book and agree with what it's about or agree that the book is okay what I also really like about it is the fact that the author wrote it about like her own story this is from something that she's lived so for me I thought that that was even better I guess because like it was more believable this is an age gap romance the book does start with the girl being nine years old but that's not when the romance starts uh, the romance starts more when she's like 14 Teen. And then I think the guy is in his like late 20s. But this is about this little girl that grew up in this very bad like drug family. No one takes care of her. Uh, there's a lot of different things that are going wrong and this one guy is a family friend and he's kind of like helped raise her and helped take care of her and so they kind of build this bond where it's more of a friendship bond at first but then feelings do start to grow like the more time that they get spent and so it's kind of one of those books where I was rooting for the couple because I believe that the situation was definitely a situation like out of the ordinary um, and it really makes you think. And so that's what I like. I like obviously like thinking about that. Then one that I really like is Birthday Girl by Penelope Douglas. This is taboo, but it's not that inappropriate taboo because everyone is of age. So I think that this girl is 19 and then I thought the guy is like 38 but it's actually her boyfriend's father which is a nice little twist there um <laughs> but this one is definitely very like it's more smutty it's more you know like a typical romance um where 
you know, I mean, I'm totally rooting for the couple. Like, I have no problem with their age gap. I just think that that's super hot. (laughs) So, yeah, I definitely really love that one. If you don't want to read something that you think is inappropriate with, like, being a minor, obviously. And then another one, I think I'm going to – I don't know which one to tell you guys. This is, like, the third one. I'm only going to do three. (laughs) So I think I'm going to pick for the third one is The Idea of You, which if you guys have watched my YouTube, you know I love this during Romance-a-thon. I picked this up because – most of you guys had recommended it to me. I had never really heard of it before. And this one is also age gap, but again, it is not minors. But what I like about it is the woman is older and then the guy is younger. So I like that flip. Um, So this one, I think the woman is in her maybe early 40s, I think. And I think the guy is in his early 20s. He's part of a boy band. So fame comes into this. And she is actually divorced and she has a 12-year-old daughter who is a big fan of this boy band. So there's going to be different problematic themes with him being famous. And with obviously her being older, there's a different mentality of an older woman dating a younger guy compared to, you know, it being flip-flopped. So I loved all these different aspects that came through. And of course I was rooting for the couple again. It's not very smutty, which I also appreciated because I'm not a huge, you know, smut lover. So I like the little bit of romances, you know, like in there, but I like the more emotional idea of the theme. I did cry at the ending of this one. And this is by Robin Lee. This is the only book that she's written. And I know that I think there's a whole Facebook group where like they're trying to get her to write a sequel to this book, which I mean, I would be here for that. Actually, I would definitely read more by her. And I looked up to see if she had written anything else because her writing style is phenomenal. I just loved the way that she wrote this book and she hasn't. So Robin Lee, if you ever listen to this podcast, please write another book. I love that. So the first one I'm going to recommend is First Touch by Lauren Lynn Page. Um, This was probably one of the first ones that I ever really read, and I actually have read this twice. I read it once by myself, and then a couple years later, I buddy read it with a friend. And this one determined to track down her friend after receiving a chilling voicemail. Basically, these friends have a code word that they use that if anything's ever, you know, off, that they say that code word, and then the other one just knows. So Emily follows a chain of clues that lead her to billionaire Reeve Salise, a hotelier known for his shady dealings and playboy reputation. Now, in order to find Amber, Emily must seduce Reeve to learn his secrets and discover the whereabouts of her friend. And the great thing is, is it does have another book. So it's actually part of a duology. And I loved both of them. I have never heard of this book. I might have to add this on there. (laughs) Yeah, it's really good. All right. The next one. This is the crazy one. So Credence by Penelope Douglas. It does start off on the slower side, but Tiernan goes to stay with her father's stepbrother. So like her uncle, but not her uncle in the mountains of Colorado. And he has two sons. And that's all I really want to say. But just trust me, this one was nuts y'all yeah. it was I don't even know it like makes my skin crawl to think about it I DNF'd it at like 50% I just could not I could not finish it I was like this is weird <laughs> yeah it like I said it does start slower but I was doing it for a video mm-hmm. and I was actually reading birthday girl in this one and yeah. it they, those were my two first Penelope Douglas books and I just did not know what I was in store for it was the new release I was like okay let me read this one wild birthday <laughs> girl's never... better 
Yeah, I do agree that Birthday Girl's better, yeah. but this one was just, it was so crazy. It was so yeah. dark and twisted in my mind. I was like, I have to mention this. Yeah. So the next one, Captive in the Dark by C.J. Roberts, um, is 18-year-old Olivia Ruiz has just woken up in a strange place. She's blindfolded and bound, and there's only a calm male voice to welcome her. His name is Caleb, though he demands to be called Master. So this is another one that I just didn't even know what I was reading, didn't know if I was enjoying it or not. It was just that sounds crazy. really, really <laughs> twisted. The last one I'm going to mention is Tears of Tess by Pepper Winters. And this is the first in, I believe, a trilogy or a quartet. Um, and this one, Brack, Brack surprises Tess for their two-year anniversary with a romantic trip to Mexico. Tess is kidnapped, drugged, stolen, and forced into a world full of darkness and terror. And it was terrifying. I have read the second book as well, and I haven't read the third book yet, but it's also a wild ride. You just don't know what's going on. You just feel unsettled. And it's just, it really makes your mind think, what would I do in this situation? Why am I reading this? Am I enjoying this? It's it's crazy. Would I like that one? Possibly. Oh, I don't know. These are dark, girl. Oh, I think I want to read that one. I think I'm going to put that on my TBR. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. Maybe romance isn't your thing. Don't worry. We're hopping into some dark and twisted thrillers, horror, or just plain weird stuff now. What do you have for this? Okay. So I want to just quickly mention Still House Lake by Rachel Kane. I did mention it in a previous episode, so I'm not going to like re-say the synopsis. Um, but that one is really dark um, with more of a crime type of background. Like I said, I don't read a lot of those types. But another one that I'm going to mention that has more of that crime feeling background is The Night Swim by Megan Golden. I was actually current, currently reading this on just a previous episode and I ended up really loving it and reading it four and a half stars. But this does talk about rape victims in detail. So it is very dark with that and I learned so much about rape culture that I didn't realize before and it is it talks a lot about the jury and just how that works and so I, yeah I just learned a lot so if you like more of that crime dark thriller I would start with either Still House Lake by Rachel Kane or The Night Swim by Megan Golden then like I said I go more towards the like psychological dark thrillers and for that I have a couple for that. I would say What Lies Between Us by John Mars. That is very like unreliable narrator. They have a lot of, I would say like mental disabilities. Um, and so I don't know, like th it, there's really not a synopsis for that one just because so much of it is in the story. Like that doesn't make sense, yeah. but I just can't really say a lot about that one. Then Bad Mommy, or it goes by another title, I Can Be a Better You. That's by Taryn Fisher. And that's by, it has three different perspectives. And again, they're like all three unreliable narrators. And you're wondering like, what is wrong with all three of these people? Because they're all just like crazy. I don't know. Like it's hard to explain. <laughs> and then when I talked about that Munchausen by Pop, Syndrome by Proxy. Uh, Darling Rose Gold is amazing. Saving, Saving Megan is really good too. Both of those deal with that where the mom is telling her daughter that she's sick, but she might not really be sick. Those like blow my mind because I can't believe that a mother 
would do something like that and it makes me very interested in that like mental disability there's another one I haven't read yet and I'm going to read so I hope I can like make a whole video maybe eventually in the future about that and then we're going to talk about ones that are actually dark with very like kind of gory, more disgusting type of things. And The Long Walk by Stephen King. Oh my gosh, I wanted to throw up the whole entire time I was reading that book. I actually have a spoiler vlog for it. And I think it's because I have like a fear of dying that that book like just haunted me so much. It's about these 100 boys that go voluntarily, they sign up for this long walk and only one person is going to be alive at the end you literally walk until you're the last person or you die and you cannot stop and like there is literally torture and a lot of people say that like it's symbolic for like going to war back in the day because you voluntarily signed up and went to war knowing that you were pretty much going to die so that one is really crazy. Another one is Unwind by Neil Shusterman. This is actually more, I think it's actually YA, but it is super dark for being a YA thriller. This is about this like dystopian world where between the ages, I think it's of like 13 and 18, if you don't like your child or if your child is problematic, you send them to be unwound, which means that they are alive but all of their organs are being taken out of them while they are alive to be used, and like body parts too, to be used for other people. Like for instance, like maybe you want a different color eye, like you use the unwound body parts and you could have blue eyes now. Or maybe you needed an arm, like they do prosthetics and stuff that way. Or maybe you needed a kidney because you had kidney failure. And literally, oh my gosh, like it actually has a scene where it talks about this child being unwound in detail and they are still subconsciously alive while it's happening. Like it's Whoa. not any darker than that. I mean, yeah. And that's actually a series. I only read the first book because you guys know I have a really bad time with series. Um, but yeah, it's actually a whole series. There's even like novellas, I think, too. Um, yeah. So that one is really crazy. Wow. Yeah. I'm surprised that's a YA story. I, I mean, know. Yeah, it is. But like, but could you imagine how much darker it would be if it was an adult? I know. It's, it's really crazy. And then just the last one, it's kind of more horror, but this is The Cabinet the end of the world I think I've talked about this also before um, but this one is dark more in an apocalyptic type of way it talks about like intruders coming into this cabin because they think it's the end of the world so it is a little psychological based because you know what would you do if people came to the door and said the world was ending and they were trying to get in and make you think that the world was ending and it is gruesome there's murder so yeah I think those are all the ones I was going to talk wow. about. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. My mind is blown right now. All right. The first one I want to recommend is Sharp Objects by Jillian Flynn. A reporter is forced to return to her hometown and face her dark and troubled past in order to investigate the disturbing murders of two preteen girls. What I thought was dark and twisted about this is... I don't remember where it's set, but to me, it felt like one of those like small southern towns. And maybe I'm just thinking that because of like the HBO miniseries that they did and the actors and their accents and all of that. But just like the relationship of the reporter with her mom and the demons that the reporter is facing within herself. It was just, it's really creepy, but it is a more slow story. So... 
If you like slower buildups, that one's definitely for you. The next one is The Butterfly Garden by Dot Hutchinson. Wow, this one, I don't think I'll ever get it out of my head. Um, it tells the story of Maya, who's a young girl being interviewed after escaping a man she only knows as the gardener. And the gardener is this creepy guy who collects young teen girls and tattoos them to resemble butterflies. After torturing them and raping them, he eventually murders them and preserves their bodies in glass cases. So you're getting the story told from Maya's perspective, like while she was in cap captivity and her like escape in great detail, but she's also sitting in front of like, you know, the FBI telling the story. So you get like parts of that and then you get parts of the past and it's just, it's kind of like a cat and mouse. Like, you know, she's safe, but you're like, who else made it out? And you know, some people did, but you don't know who did and who didn't. And you're like, do they catch the gardener? What happens? It's wild. Yeah, that one is really dark. The next one, I'm thinking of Ending Things by Ian Reed. I know we have polar opposite opinions of this, but this one was super creepy. It's relatively short as well. Jake and his girlfriend are on a road trip to visit his parents' farm, and from there, things take a turn from strange to unnerving to completely nightmarish. And I don't want to say too much because I know a lot of people are probably reading it right now because of the new Netflix um, movie that just released, um, which I haven't watched yet, but I hope to probably this Halloween season. Night Film by Marisha Pessel was a book that I read several years ago, but it follows an investigative journalist who becomes obsessed with the death of the daughter of a reclusive horror film director. Her death is ruled a suicide, but the journalist is certain it was murder. And this has a lot of mixed media in it and pictures and articles. And it just fits because like the main, you know, character is a journalist. Um, but it's kind of like that cult underground, not like cult like you're thinking, but like an underground film director. He didn't like to be out in the spotlight. He was reclusive. So people didn't know a lot about him. And and because of that, they didn't know a lot about the family and stuff like that. So Pretty Girls by Karen Slaughter is another dark and twisted book. So this one starts 20 years ago. Claire Scott's eldest sister, Julia, goes missing. No one knew where she went. There was no note. There was no body. It was a mystery that was never solved and it tore her family apart. Now another girl has disappeared with echoes of the past chilling echoes of the past and it seems like she might not be the only one the pretty girls is so good that's one of my favorites and i was hoping you were gonna recommend it i didn't put it in mine <laughs> it's so good you guys like even though it is that like really dark almost kind of crime thriller it is one of the darkest books i have ever read and I loved it. The next one I want to mention is actually a Brazilian author. It's Perfect Days by Rafael Montes. And this is about a twisted young medical student who kidnaps girls of his dreams and embarks on a dark and delirious road trip across Brazil. And I think that this author is one of the few Brazilian authors that actually do get their works translated and we can get in the United States. So I thought that was a little fun fact. And I want to leave you with a short story. It's called The Yellow Wallpaper by Charlotte Perkins Gilman. And this is actually available for free in PDF form online. You can just like search it. It looks kind of like, like a magazine article or something almost when you find it. But there's also um, recently, I think it was made into like a graphic novel 
type thing and it is also like a short story book as well but this is the story of a young woman and her husband and the husband imposes bed rest on the wife um, to cure her from her temporary nervous depression after the birth of her baby. So they spend the summer at this colonial mansion where the narrator is confined to the upstairs nursery. And it makes striking use of unreliable narration to gradually reveal the degree to which her husband has imprisoned her. So oh my it's kind gosh, of like, is that. she going crazy? It's, it's really, it's, it's an, it's definitely an older story. Mm-hmm. So for you, I would probably recommend you check out the graphic novel of it okay. because it does feel very classical, like okay. classically written. Like, I think this was written in like I could be totally wrong. I should have looked this up. But it's like an old story. Like, it's been around forever. But it is very, very creepy. But look up, like, the new... Okay. If I can't find the graphic novel at my library on Hoopla, I'm totally going to buy it. Because that sounds amazing. And I want to also preface with saying, like... Um, have you ever read the book, and it's also a movie, called Room? Yes, by Emma Donahue. Yeah, yeah. That That is kind of what this reminds me of, and that's also kind of dark and twisted. We didn't mention it, but I think that that's also a good recommendation. If you like that more confined, you know, again, it's more like psychological, where you're like, yeah, what happens if you were confined to like a room, but... Oh, it's so good. And, like, the movie was really good, too. Yeah, like I said, like, it's from her perspective, but you're like, why can't she just go out of this Mm -hmm. room? And, like, she's looking at the yellow wallpaper, and she's starting to, like, see things. So you're like, Mm. is he drugging her? Is he poisoning her? Like, what's going on? Sounds so good. That's the type of books I love. (laughs) But I I don't know. I feel like that, because I don't know if you would like this one, because it – like I said, it's a classically written story. It's like from the 1800s or something. So it's like a classic. And I don't think you read a lot of classics, but nope. definitely check it out. It's a short story. It's available for free online in PDF form. So check it out. Since it's almost Halloween, do you have any Halloween plans, Jacqueline? Um, so usually at my job, we always dress up. Um, cause it like we can, and it's like the fun thing to do. I work at a college, so obviously the college kids still get like a kick out of it. You know, um, I, I, I guess that we could still dress up this year, even though it is like Corona. Cause I mean, you're just, you're just wearing clothes. You know what I mean? I don't think, yeah. obviously I guess we would have to still wear our masks, but maybe, um, you know, like if you're wearing like a mask, you could have your mask under the mask and you, you know, it's not really going to like affect the costume. You know what I mean? Um, right. I guess we won't do any like fancy, crazy makeup cause you won't see it, you know, like no mouth <laughs> makeup. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. but I, I don't know what I'm going to be. I need to figure out what I'm going to be. Last year I was a grandma Fun. <laughs> because, um, the one boy that I work with Lane, he always calls me his grandma cause I don't know. I work with a lot of young people. And I mean, even though I'm only like 10 years older than everyone, you know, they're like, oh, boomer, blah, 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 grandma. Um, so I was like, okay, I'll be a grandma for Halloween. And also it's such a cheap costume. But anyway, that was yeah. really, really fun. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And um, if we have a foster kid by that time, I would definitely look forward to, you know, maybe trick-or-treating with a foster child. I actually don't know 
you know, what the plans are for trick-or-treating around where we are, but even, you know, just setting candy out on the doorstep or, you know, if people are doing maybe like a trunk-or-treat type of thing, like I have no clue, um, but yeah, that would be like really exciting if like I had a... Yeah, a you also told me about that idea where you could kind of do it like Easter. Yeah, where it's in your house. I would probably do that also depending upon the age. If I had like an older child... They probably wouldn't think that's very fun. <laughs> but right. if I had like, you know, like a five-year-old or something, yeah, then that would be a great idea. If I have yeah, an older so child, maybe have, I'll just like, watch a bunch of like scary movies with them. <laughs> that would be super fun. But yeah, basically like you get like one of those like pumpkin baskets or like a little mm-hmm. candy bucket thing yeah. and then they go around the house and like, and, like I hunt for candy, candy. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> type thing. Fun. Yeah, that sounds really fun. Also, you can always like Pinterest things. There's so mm-hmm. many Halloween activities. Um, Halloween was definitely my favorite of being a pre-K teacher because they yeah. just love Halloween yeah. so much. So I loved the Halloween activities and yeah. I used to get a lot of my ideas from Pinterest. We did like mummy bowling and things like that. So there's tons of activities. Like even if you're still, you know, stuck in your house, you're still doing that thing. There's tons of fun things that you can do. In fact, when I was younger, it only happened once my whole childhood, but it rained really bad. Like there was like a huge, terrible storm on Halloween Mm -hmm. and we did Halloween at home and we just played like Halloween party games. Like we did bobbing for apples and it was the one and only time I've ever bobbed for apples. And I was like, I want to bob for apples again. (laughs) Cause it was just, it was such a good memory. And my dad told ghost stories. And I remember we went into my grandmother's hallway and she had like one of those pull down attic things. And and I was like, it was scary. So, you know, like as a kid, that's yeah, terrifying. That is terrifying. So, I'm still so, like, afraid scary of basements. Stories. Yeah. So like scary stories, bobbing for apples, playing games, buying mm-hmm. some candy yourself. Like yeah. it can still be fun. As, but an, as an, adult, an adult, we definitely have to. I was yeah. Like, I, I actually really love Halloween as an adult, though. Like, oh, I, I do I don't too. Know. Like, it's just I love Halloween as an adult. So. Yeah, and of course I dressed up when I went to work as well. But this year, I'm so excited. Our book club is having a Halloween party. I'm really excited. It's not one Halloween day, which I love because like that way if we can still do something else with our family and our friends, um, but we're doing it all, you know, online so I think you can definitely be creative in that way mm-hmm. um, I was also on Pinterest the other day looking up like Halloween jello shooter ideas and yeah. drink ideas and costume ideas and because you're doing it online you know you're like yeah. they're not going to see my whole costume necessarily so I want to do something fun I don't know what I'm going to be yet either but I'm really excited about that I also love Halloween movies like Hocus Pocus and there was a new I got notification about Netflix releasing Seeing, it said something scary just in time for Halloween. I think it was called Cadaver. Cadaver? However you say that word. Um, yeah, so I'm going to look into that. Um, and then also I really love Friends, and I know that they have some episodes that are like Halloween related. So I'll try to watch those. I don't know. I just go on to Netflix, look for new scary movies to watch. Yeah. I'm really excited. I love Halloween. Yeah, in the book club we actually are having like all these like binge movie watches so I think I'm hosting a couple of those I think I'm gonna watch the Saul movies for the very first time I've actually never watched those oh, yeah they're so good but, I love I mean they do get a little corny sometimes like I think as the series kind of or mm-hmm. I don't even know what you call it a series but as it goes on it kind of gets a little bit more corny but that first one I was like whoa where what's happening yeah so, so I think I'm gonna watch those my favorite like 
horror movie kind of series, if you want to say, is the Conjuring and the Annabelle series. Like, technically, they go together in an order. And Conjuring 3, there's, like, an actual title for it, but I don't remember what it is. But that's coming out, like... I don't think it's out yet. It's coming out like very soon and I'm so excited. I want to see it so badly, but I love those movies. And then also Alvin and I started watching I Love American Horror Story and they didn't come out with a new season this year, but they did come out with a new show. So it's called Ratchet. It's like Nurse Ratchet is like it's her last name, um, but it's is starring Sarah Paulson and she's amazing. And yeah, it's by the same creators of American Horror Story and it just got released on Netflix a couple weeks ago Alvin and I watched the first I think maybe like three episodes totally giving me American Horror Story vibes it's perfect to watch for Halloween and I also need to go and watch The Haunting of Hill House because I hear season two is coming out or it may have already I'm not sure but I never got to finish season one and everyone says it's so good yeah, I've only watched maybe half of the first season, and then yeah. I took so long. I was like, I need to just go back to the beginning, but Me now too. I'm stuck in like I'm season three or four again, and I'm, I'm like, I need to rewatch it again. I literally start from have the beginning. watched the first two episodes <laughs> twice because I'm like, oh, I need to start it over again and watch it all the way through, and then I get to like episode two, and I just stop <laughs> watching it because I get really busy. Yeah, yeah. So I have that also, and I did see that Ratchet. Um, I almost started watching it last night, but I didn't. I was like, I'm going to wait a couple days, a couple days, and then I'll watch it. But yeah, I'm really excited about that. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Talk Bookish to Me. We left you with plenty of dark and twisted book recommendations for this Halloween season. As always, please share your favorite dark and twisted reads and more by emailing us at talkbookishpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at TalkBookishPodcast. Just a reminder that in our next episode, we'll be discussing Ghosts by Dolly Alderton, so make sure that you read that and you're ready for the next episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you share it with your friends. Also, take a moment to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back every other Monday for more Bookish Talk. Come back and join us again in two weeks. Until next time, happy reading!